Chicago White Sox all-star Liam Hendricks opens up regarding his recent health diagnosis. Also, if the White Sox are going to improve the roster via the trade, could Garrett Crochet be the asking price? And are the New York Yankees a suitable partner? We learn more about Lucas Giolito's process to return to accustomed levels. And if the Chicago White Sox are handing out contract extensions in the near future, then Tim Anderson might have a decision to make. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast uh, just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk off-season White Sox. Uh, Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, The White Sox need to upgrade at second base as well as find uh, some outfield depth. But maybe, just maybe, the next move is a contract extension uh, for a current player Uh, Nobody knows uh, what we have in lefty reliever Garrett Crochet, and perhaps we might never know if the White Sox want to improve via the trade. And fan favorite all-star Liam Hendricks makes an announcement pertaining to his health. Uh, Folks, uh, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. We are in the off-season mode, uh, if you're just joining us. Uh, We have shifted to three episodes a week instead of the normal five. Uh, But again, if there is some major news on the White Sox uh, front, uh, the episode number can always be uh, modified. Look for episodes uh, this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, And around uh, mid-February, when when pitchers and catchers report, we'll get back to those five episodes a week. Uh, Also, this call to action was talking about it last week, and you all stepped up. Uh, boy, uh, our YouTube numbers, uh, subscriber numbers uh, have jumped. Uh, we are still trailing uh, Lockdown uh, Guardians, Lockdown Twins, and, and we're catching Lockdown Tigers. We're trying to get to uh, a thousand subscribers if we can before the start of spring training, which I think we can do that. We could blow past that. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, please do so. Pass it along to another Sox fan in your life. Do appreciate that. I can't stand that we're trailing uh, those other teams in the AL Central. Uh, And uh, Wednesday's episode, uh, we've got Mailbag Wednesdays. Uh, We started this uh, last week, a new thing here in 2023. Uh, Get any questions, any comments you have, we're going to run uh, a, a mailbag episode every Wednesday. You can email uh, lockedonsocks at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter quite a bit, you can just send me a direct message. You can even throw a question if you'd like uh, on the uh, YouTube comment section, uh, whatever's easiest. But I know there's a lot of folks that uh, aren't on social media 
uh, as much and they just prefer, I should say, uh, an email helps me keep everything in line. Uh, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Got some great questions already uh, for Wednesday's episode. Uh, tough way to start. Uh, tough for anybody to discuss this in any situation, whether it's a podcast episode or a phone call you make or an email you start or just a conversation you have with somebody. Nobody. Uh, wants to talk about this, but Liam Hendricks uh, did on his Instagram page. Uh, news came through uh, on Sunday night, January 8th. Uh, Liam Hendricks diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, this is uh, the statement that he had on his Instagram page. Uh, Hearing the word cancer came as a shock to my wife and I, as it does to millions of families each year. However, I am resolved to embrace the fight and overcome this new challenge with the same determination I have used when facing other obstacles in my life. My treatment begins tomorrow, uh, which would have been Monday, January 9th, and I am confident that I will make a full recovery and be back on the mound as soon as possible. I know with the support of my wife, my family, my teammates in the Chicago White Sox organization, along with the treatment and care for my doctors, I will get through this. Uh, the White Sox issued a statement uh, shortly after. This is from uh, Gen- uh, General Manager Rick Hahn. Uh, Our thoughts and reactions at this time are for Liam the person, uh, not Liam the baseball player. I know the entire Chicago White Sox organization, our staff, his teammates, and certainly White Sox fans will rally in support of Liam and Christy uh, during the coming months. Knowing everyone involved, especially Liam, we are optimistic he will pitch again for the White Sox as soon as viable. In the meantime, we will all do uh, everything in our power to support our teammate and his family as they face this challenge while also respecting their privacy. Rickon said the White Sox don't expect to have any updates on Hendricks's playing status uh, before opening day. Uh, it's almost been uh, two years exactly since the Chicago White Sox signed Liam Hendricks as a free agent, uh, acquiring a dynamic player and someone that has done so much for the White Sox uh, community. Uh, Hendricks's name has come up this offseason in trade rumors, but that really all seems in, insignificant at this point. It's about Liam Hendricks, the human, like Rick Hahn said, and the battle uh, he will be uh, fighting for his health. Uh, it surely goes without saying, but nothing but uh, the, the best of wishes, uh, positive thoughts and prayers for uh, Liam Hendricks and his family. Uh, so speaking of some trades that you know are still on our mind uh, with this White Sox team, this roster, uh, you know, it hasn't quite happened yet. Uh, there was some talk uh, this past weekend on 670 The Score, and, and there's also been some rumors on the MLB network uh, involving uh, Garrett Crochet uh, in the New York Yankees, uh, Glabar Torres uh, to be specific. Uh, so this was talked on MLB network. Dan O'Dowd uh, had this in mid-December. Uh, he had Liam Hendricks, and Garrett Crochet for Glabar Torres. Uh, that was the proposal uh, in uh, this past weekend. Uh, Bruce Levine mentioned uh, something about this on 670 The Score, but really only focused on Garrett Crochet. Uh, if you went on any New York Yankees uh, fan boards, uh, if that's something that you do, which 
hearing that trade, you might, well, what are the Yankee fans, uh, you know, what are their thoughts? And, and the one that Dan O'Dowd proposed originally uh, for Hendricks and Crochet uh, for Glebar Torres, Yankee fans were all over that. Uh, that definitely did not seem like an even deal whatsoever. I do believe something could be centering around Garrett Crochet, though. Uh, his services uh, would be in high demand. Uh, Crochet did not pitch in 2022 for the White Sox, recovering from Tommy John uh, surgery. A fireballer, uh, when he was you know, fast-tracked, really, to the White Sox in 2020, hurt his arm in the playoffs against the Oakland A's. Uh, and we, we did see an effective version in 2021, 65 strikeouts and 54 innings, but not the same pitcher exactly, especially in terms of velocity. Uh, immediately, it did seem like Eric Crochet might be on the Chris Sale path, a reliever at the beginning, then transition to a starter. You know, Chris Sale, he was fast-tracked as well. Lefty, obviously, as well. It sounds like Garrett Crochet wants to be a starter eventually, and the, the White Sox could desperately use a lefty starter in the rotation, but that's, of course, not the plan for Garrett Crochet uh, this season. Uh, right now on the 40-man roster, uh, lefties coming out of the pen, you've got Bennett Sousa, uh, you've got uh, Aaron Bummer, you've got Jake Diekman, and you've got Garrett Crochet. Uh, again, zero lefties in the starting rotation right now for the White Sox. So if you deal a crochet, you know, and it diminishes your lefty arsenal and you lose a potential threat uh, in the rotation, maybe down the line, if that is something that the White Sox, Ethan Katz, uh, pitching staff interested in maybe trying to transform him. Uh, so this is Glaber Torres. This is what MLB trade rumors kind of had to say about Torres and, and maybe why the Yankees are interested uh, in dealing him. With two years of arbitration eligibility remaining, Torres could be part of the Yankees' plans in both 2023 and 2024, but he's not set to earn, but he is set to earn uh, $9 million this season, according to Cots uh, baseball contracts and even more next year. He bounced back with a solid season in 2022, but he hasn't approached his 2018 2019 All Star form over the past three seasons. And given the presence of DJ LeMahieu and other young infield options, the Yankees uh, could decide to deal Torres to fill another hole. The buzz factor on this was low. It uh, doesn't sound like it's that promising, but the Yankees seem content to use LeMahieu in a jack-of-all-trades role. Keeping Torres as their everyday second baseman uh, seems logical, but should an injury arise on the pitching staff or the front office decide the bullpen needs a big boost, uh, which Garrett Crochet would provide that, Torres could represent an attractive trade chip for the Yankees. Uh, another, let's stay with New York, another guy that, gets talked about quite a bit is Eduardo Escobar uh, out of the, uh, obviously the New York Mets. Now the Mets were seemed to be rumored about Liam Hendricks earlier in the off season, assuming that the Mets uh, wind up with Carlos Correa, Escobar would become an expendable piece in the team's infield. His ability to play multiple positions makes him a valuable bench piece, but the Mets have other cheaper options. Escobar is in the second year of a two year, $20 million deal one that includes a $9 million club option for 2024. A buzz factor on this medium, 
uh, the potential arrival of Correa creates a roster logjam in Escobar's production. He's averaged 27 home runs per year over the past three full 162 uh, game seasons. Makes him an intriguing option for teams seeking infield help which are the White Sox. So despite the fact that the Sox would lose a valuable asset in Garrett Crochet, uh, I I would gamble. I really would for a proven veteran infielder. We need it. We desperately need it. Uh, I don't necessarily think the addition of Torres or Escobar uh, make the Chicago White Sox an elite American League team. And if the depletion of the active roster, namely uh, Crochet, is the price to pay, then it it's obviously risky, but I do think an infielder uh, is added uh, before spring training starts. Um, have everybody there. Get them on the same page immediately. Whit Merrifield is not a guy that vaults the White Sox into World Series contention, but there's that KC Royals connection there, and the Toronto Blue Jays seem to have a surplus of infielders. More flexibility in a slimmed-down version of what we saw in 2022. I'm going to tell you why Lucas Giolito is focused on 2023 and 2023 only. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season and to basketball. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, BetOnline, where the game starts. Is Lucas Giolito going to return to his former self, a version perhaps of his former self? So many articles out there uh, right now have talked about it here on this podcast with help from some of James Fegan's work uh, in The Athletic, something obviously very off with Lucas Giolito this past year. He talked about it in season and is pretty open pretty open about uh, what he's been trying to do. There was a recent, very recent Chicago Sun-Times article uh, written by Daryl Van Scoven. A lot of interesting quotes from Lucas Giolito, uh, starting with this one. Uh, For me, the biggest motivator is the failure of last year. Uh, Giolito said, look in the mirror at the end of the season, at my own season and the team not playing up to expectation, get back on the grind in the offseason to right the ship. Uh, Van Scoven wrote, as Giolito gathered with his family in Atlanta for the holidays to celebrate Christmas, the new year, and the birthday of a grandmother who turned 100 on December 29th, he was already in a better frame of mind after going 11-9 and with a 4.90 ERA in 30 starts this past season. After adding weight and muscle last offseason and tipping the scales at 280 pounds in spring training, the 6'6 Giolito is slimming down to 250 to 255 pounds. This again from Giolito, back to the old me, I guess you could say. We tried something last offseason, and potentially I thought it was was working great. Uh, We'll we'll never know truly if it was a a good or bad move. It seemed to backfire. Uh, My body didn't hold up as well as I wanted to uh, this offseason. Focus uh, to be lean and strong. 
but move well, be an athlete. I want to repeat my mechanics, feel agile and quick. Uh, I try to stay in the present, Giolito said. When it comes to free agency, if I'm sitting here thinking about it, uh, that's when you start to overthink. That's not in my nature. I'm not pitching for a contract. I'm pitching for the Sox, and I want to win every game I take the ball and let the chips fall when it's all said and done. That's my mindset. It's going to be an important year for us after the disappointment of last season. We have a lot of new faces on the coaching staff, uh, including Pedro Grafol. I put myself up there as one who heavily underperformed. Need to get back in good form to give us a chance to win. We're all very motivated. I really enjoyed hearing about Giolito's transformation back to his previous self as he works on flexibility, agility, and a concise, repeatable motion. Extremely important. Um, I think Gio will bounce back. I really do. I, I don't think he'll turn in a, a 2022-type season. Uh, interesting part of that article for me were his statements regarding free agency. Uh, the quote, uh, I'm not pitching for a contract. I'm pitching for the White Sox. Uh, Gio, Gio is pitching for a contract. He just happens to be doing it while pitching for the White Sox. I mean, it's his walk year. Could be a motivator. It could be a distraction. Uh, White Sox do not have a great track record when it comes to retaining starting pitchers. Uh, and even if Lucas Giolito has a career year, do you really think the White Sox are going to pay him? I mean, I I just haven't seen it. You know, aside from a guy like John Danks, which I, I hate bringing it up, it's been so long ago, uh, there was some questionable health issues with Danks too, but the, the Sox decided to roll the dice with John Danks instead of Mark Burley. Uh, gave him a big contract extension. And I can't think of too many other scenarios uh, where the Sox, you know, retained, you know, a starting pitcher. So uh, I hope that Giolito uses this as motivation. And we are the ones that, you know, uh, reap that. Uh, whatever edge he has coming into the season, uh, we'll see. But I, but I like what I'm hearing so far uh, from Lucas Giolito. Uh, in my mind, uh, the Chicago White Sox still have a lot of work to do to improve this roster. Instead of using resources to add talent, I'm going to tell you why a contract extension is never uh, off the table. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. Uh, we've just gone through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Uh, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. Uh, what makes Built Bars so good? Uh, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably uh, delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. These bars taste like a candy bar uh, while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're uh, healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around for a box in the mail. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Uh, now you can get them at their lo local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your ne nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, uh, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box uh, with our 
amazing flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Bunch of uh, MLB articles uh, came across uh, my emails. I'm sure it did for you over the last several days. And speaking of contract extensions, this was an interesting article by Will uh, Leach. And I think it was based off of the news that the Boston Red Sox signed Rafael Devers to an 11-year, $331 million extension. Uh, So this uh, article was one extension candidate for every team. Uh, And when it came to the White Sox, Tim Anderson was highlighted, and here was the blurb. The White Sox actually have a few options here. Dylan Cease would be a wonderful South Sider for the next decade, but what are the team's alternatives if they lose Anderson? The 29-year-old $14 million club option uh, for the 2024 seems like a no-brainer to pick up, but Chicago will need to think beyond that. So you've got Montgomery, of course. Uh, He's somebody that... Could be moving up at that point. I don't know. You know, you look at, I love, I love that they featured uh, Dylan Cease in this. You don't know, obviously, the track record of the Chicago White Sox. I hate to say it, but I, again, I do not see the Sox retain, retaining a Dylan Cease, especially if he keeps putting up these type of numbers. Something would drastically have to change in the organization's mentality to spend premium money on premium pitching. It just hasn't happened. Uh, anyway, the Sox aren't strangers to early contract extensions. You know, well before the original contract is up, you look at Mancada, Aloy, Robert, and even Tim Anderson himself. It happened in 2017 uh, where he signed a pretty rich contract for somebody who hasn't played a full uh, MLB season. So does Tim Anderson even want that, though? I mean, it's a great idea. I mean, he could be the, the face of the Chicago White Sox. Maybe, though, Tim Anderson is waiting to see what direction the Sox are headed in. Uh, Maybe Tim Anderson will not want to stick around while, you know, other guys from this core leave and and they head to contenders. Uh, I don't know. I I mean, Tim Anderson has uh, come a long way in the last few years, getting national exposure, starting shortstop in the All-Star game for the White Sox. That's, That's amazing. Can he stay healthy? Uh, and, and does he look around at what this organization is doing and saying, you know what, I do, I do want to stay here. I want to win a World Series title, and I think they're going to do that. Boy, it's an interesting situation, but the Sox have used money over the last several uh, off-seasons to hand out a, con- uh, a contract extension. I wouldn't hold your breath, though, about a Tim Anderson one uh, here this off-season. Uh, seven teams with work to do before opening day. This was from Paul Casella on MLB.com. Uh, White Sox biggest needs, a second baseman, rotation depth. I would personally add in outfield depth. Uh, this is what uh, Paul Casella had to say. Aside from the Dodgers, no team has lost more wins above replacement via free agency departures and additions this offseason than the White Sox. Uh, the addition of Andrew Benatendi helped ease the loss of Jose Abreu offensively, plus Chicago's hoping that its disappointing 81-81 and 81 record uh, last season was simply uh, aberration. A case can be made that the White Sox are still the team to beat in the AL Central despite the Guardians claiming the crown in 2022, uh, but another bat or an arm to provide insurance behind Mike Clevenger certainly wouldn't hurt. So I I personally think the Sox also need to explore outfield depth. Uh, Adam Duvall remains a free agent. Do the White Sox have any money left the way they structured that Andrew Benatendi contract? 
Uh, Adam Duvall, outfielder, uh, of course, uh, coming off a disastrous 2022 campaign, Kinsella wrote uh, that ended uh, prematurely after he underwent surgery for a torn tendon in his left wrist. Uh, prior to that injury, he slashed just 213, 276, 401 uh, with a 677 OPS with 12 home runs in 86 games. Duvall struck out 101 times in 315 plate appearances, which equates to a strikeout rate of 32.1%. Uh, but Duvall had a strikeout rate of 31.4% in 2021, and that didn't stop him from racking up 38 home runs and 113 RBIs. Kind of sounds like uh, Adam Dunn numbers, right? He also had a ridiculous 19 defensive run save. That doesn't sound like Adam Dunn. Uh, during the 2021 campaign, tied with Michael A. Taylor for the most by any outfielder, it was good enough to earn Duvall his first Gold Glove Award. Uh, there are certainly some risks when it comes to Duvall. Uh, he's 34 years old. He's coming off wrist surgery, and he's going to strike out plenty. Uh, but he can rediscover, if he can re rediscover his 2021 form that helped lead the Atlanta Braves to the World Series, he could help just about any lineup. And there's your White Sox connection. A new hitting coach, Jose Castro, obviously spent time with the Atlanta Braves. If Adam Duvall is something that the White Sox are looking at, I don't see it. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, it's just I don't, I don't feel like that's something that is going to happen, although I do think there needs to be outfield depth. Uh, you know, again, something that uh, something is going to happen over the next several weeks uh, before uh, pitchers and catchers uh, report. Um, I just don't know if it's Adam uh, Duvall. Folks, uh, reminder on this mailbag Wednesday, uh, get your questions and comments uh, in the locked on socks at gmail.com. And uh, let's get those uh, let's get those subscriber numbers up on the YouTube channel. Hey, and again, like we had started, uh, thoughts and prayers with the Liam Hendricks, uh, you know, family for Liam Hendricks, obviously uh, himself, as he embarks on uh, what we hope is, is the road to recovery. And, and it is quick and successful. Uh, folks, really appreciate you making uh, this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Locked On Socks. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to that YouTube channel. Let's get those numbers up. Uh, let's take over the AL Central. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, coming up in the next episode, I'll continue to examine off-season scenarios as we count down to spring training. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. And until next time, go Sox.